You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 119, Sibling Talk with Maddie. Well, hey there, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I am super excited about this podcast because um, I actually sat down with uh, Madison, Jordan's um, younger sister. And um, so this episode is going to be just an open, candid conversation with the two of us. I actually was going to um, preface this episode just kind of talking about the differences in the relationships that we have with our children with autism versus our other children, um, neurotypical children. And uh, But I actually don't have time on this episode because Maddie and I talked actually longer than I thought we would. So I'm going to do an episode on that next week because a lot of our Not Your Average Autism moms are struggling with that concept right now. And so Um, I'm going to do an entire episode next week on the differences in the relationships, parent-child relationships that we have uh, with our children. So, um, but for now, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, we'll get started with this episode. And here's Maddie and I. So we're going to get right into it. Um, I am excited to be here with Madison, who is my daughter and Jordan's little sister, uh, today for our first ever guest on the podcast, and you know, I don't, I don't do guests because I know there's a lot of autism uh, podcasts out there that have lots of guests on them, and I just always wanted to be very topic specific because I just I talk to you because I'm talking to you from the mom's perspective. Um, so many of you have requested that I bring her on. So I finally talked her into it. And today we are just going to have a candid, you know, open conversation. She was, she was really funny. She said, well, I don't know if I'll be good at it. And I told her that there's nothing to be good at. She just has to be herself because you guys know, if you've been with me for any amount of time, I am just me here. So I want her to be the same. So Maddie, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you? Hi, everyone. First of all, thank you, Mom, for having me on. I'm so excited to share my perspective on being a sibling of a brother with autism to all of you. And I'm so grateful that you guys have her and are able to learn and um, from her experiences and and everything. And so my name is Madison. I am Jordan's little sister. I'm 24 years old. I am currently an assistant AD for external operations at Young Harris College, where I graduated and played softball. Um, I spend most of my free time with my dog, Luna, and my boyfriend, Dalton. We like to work out a lot. And I love that I'm here in the North Georgia mountains, closer to my mom and Dave. And I really, truly love it here and don't want to leave. Well, that's great because you guys know I don't really want her to leave. But um, 
So Maddie, I have some questions that some of our followers wanted to ask you, but the most asked question is looking back, what was the most difficult part of that you, from your perspective on growing up with a brother with autism? Well, I would say uh, looking back now, I think the most difficult part is that I never cared to understand his autism or maybe recognize like how much more my mom had to care and how much differently she had to treat and to be able to raise a, a son with autism. And so I wish I would have been mature enough to just understand and try to understand a little more than I did rather than just kind of do my own thing. But you know, he was mean. There were times when he was younger that he went through some stages of just mean behavior. And they all know, just yeah. so you know, like <laughs> I always tell them, you can tell me about any behavior because trust me, I've been there. Yeah. And times it was really hard for me to see because I would get angry back at him when he would say those mean things or say mean stuff about my mom. It was hard for me not to react, especially physically at times, because there were times I felt like I had to protect her or times that I just wanted to, to lash out at him because he was being rude. Um, but I didn't get it back then as much as I get it now or can look through the lens that what can I do to maybe not get to that point. And when I was younger, I think a lot of it was me instigating those times because I couldn't just understand that he was having a moment and he needed to be alone. And I would constantly instigate and poke him. And so I think my behavior back then had a lot to do with it. But, you know, I was doing my own thing. I was busy. I, I had my friends and I was playing sports. And so I think it was difficult because I just felt like I was an only child and he was there and I knew he was my brother and I knew I had a brother with autism. Um, but we kind of just coexisted. I didn't really take the time to, to maybe learn more about him or try to. But then, you know, Jordan, he wasn't emotional. Like he didn't talk, talk to me about his day. He didn't tell me how he was feeling. So it was just kind of those things where I was, he was my brother and he had autism and I looked after him and, and I kind of did my own thing. But it was difficult that we didn't connect. And I wasn't ever resentful for him. I think I was more resentful to the fact that sometimes I wish I would have had a brother that didn't have autism. And, but looking at that now, you know, I don't think I would be who I am if, if I didn't have Jordan. Correct. So I think a lot of the experiences that I had through having a brother with autism helped shape who I am today. So looking back, I would never trade that for anything, but at the time, it was hard because I wish I had, you know, we were close in age. I'm 24, he's 26, two years older than me. And so we were in those same high school years at the same time. And, and, uh, yeah. And I think that, um, you know, you guys have heard me say, I definitely think that, um, there's a lot of things that, a sibling learns early on that they may not learn if they, at the same uh, level, having a sibling with autism, you know, everything from, you know, compassion and understanding. I, I say all the time that, you know, Madison is one of the least judgmental people that you will ever meet in this world. Like she does not predetermine or judge people for the way they look, the way that, you know, they are, who they are. Um, she's very open to everyone. And I think that that 
you know, being raised with a brother with autism, having someone that she's living with that's different, I think that that made a difference. So let me ask you this. Do you remember me? And I'm sure that we had this conversation several times through the years, but do you remember any specifics of me explaining Jordan's autism to you to help you better understand? Um, if I try to go all the way back, um, I think I remember you would you would tell me when I was younger that his brain was just different. And so you have to, it was wired different. And so thinking about the way that I was understanding things and perceiving things and having different experiences and situations that his brain didn't think the way that, that mine did. So his was um, different. Yeah. No, that's pretty much... You know, I mean, I, I remember times when we were younger that you you struggled with the way he would react to different things because you didn't understand his sensory issues and why certain things would bother him that wouldn't bother other people. And so, I, you know, I spent a lot of my time trying to explain that kind of stuff to you. So one of the other questions was, did you ever feel like you were missing out on anything because we had Jordan? No, I don't, I don't think I missed out on anything. Um, like I was kind of talking about before, I think my biggest thing was I always wish I, when I was younger, I looked at it as like, man, I wish I could like talk to my brother in this situation or he could pick me up from a party or something where I had too much to drink and I could have just called my older brother. And so that's how I never had that relationship. And so that was, I was always a little envious, but I never felt like I missed out on anything because I never felt like him having autism was a burden on our lives. Like it was just, I grew up having a brother with autism and that was normal. Like that was my normal. I never disliked it. I never truly enjoyed it as much as I have in my older years when I was younger. Um, like I said, I was the instigator and I would just try to do things. And that's why I think he reacted out a lot more towards me when we were younger. Whereas now I can have full on conversations and talk to him about his likes and his his dislikes of things and he talks to me and we didn't really have that when I was in high school or my younger years. Yeah, that's interesting because um you know when I ask, you know, are there things that you missed out on, you know, and I think, you know, we've had that conversation because she has friends who have brothers that are, you know, within 2 years of a difference and I I think during those years she struggled with not having that closeness of a relationship. Her best friend has a brother that was 2 years older and they were very close. So I know that, you know, in in the back of her mind, you know, I knew that that was there. But I would say that I always tried very hard to make sure that your life was as normal as possible. And I will also say that we had a very big support network through our softball families through the years that were always there for us. And, you know, Jordan went to everything. So, um, you know, he was always there. So they got to know him. So, you know, we exposed a lot of families to autism who probably didn't know what it was at that time, you know? Um, were there any times that you can remember where he did something that embarrassed you? There were a few times um, because he was always around. It was good because I was blessed to be around good enough people that just kind of understood. And so if Jordan was doing something, it was like, oh, that's just Jordan. Like, and it was normal for everyone. So I loved that I was blessed with a group that that took him in and took us in as, our, as a family and just accepted that my brother had autism. And so 
growing up, that was really easy. I never felt like I was embarrassed to have him as my brother wanted to hide him. I was always just, okay, my brother has autism. And so, but thinking about times he embarrassed me, I know um, one time in high school, our, our friend Lily was over at my house and, you know, Jordan. There was a group of girls there. Yeah, there was a group of girls there. And so, you know, I always wanted everyone to come to our house. I thought, you know, our house was the cool house to hang out in. And it was always like, yeah, my brother has autism, but he'll be in his old man cave over there. Like he doesn't bother us. And he never really did. And so I never didn't want to not bring my friends over to the house or anything. And so one time all of the girls were there and, you know, one of my friends, Lily, she um, was woke up in the middle of the night and Jordan was wandering the kitchen naked. And so I heard about that the next morning. Clothing is optional at the Urkiola household. (laughs) Yeah. And so I heard that the next morning and it was one of those things where I just had to laugh it off. I was like, I'm so sorry you had to see that. Like, that's just him. Like, you just came, walked out at the wrong time. Like, I'm sorry. Um, And then just went, like, sometimes another girlfriend I had, Alicia, um, we went to college my freshman year together at Southern Miss. And so whenever we came home, for that winter break, I think it was, I had rode with her and she drove us and we stopped at um, our house here in Georgia and we had, she had stayed here for a night with us. And as soon as I walk her inside, like Jordan's sitting on the couch and just starts flicking her off. And I was just like, you know, don't worry about it. Like, that's just what he does. Like, it's okay. He'll get used to to you in a little bit. He just doesn't really know who you are. And so, you know, I always tried to, to make light of maybe some of those situations where he was doing something because it's like, as I got older, I tried to tell myself, like, it's not his fault. Like, he's just, you're new. He doesn't know you. And you're coming into his house and you're messing up his routine. Like, that's pretty much what it was. Because looking now at the life he lives and everything that my mom's done, like, it's so much about routine and just his normal. And so whenever there are big events or something going on, like, that's just disrupting his normal. And, the you know, his brain just takes that differently, I guess, than someone without autism. <laughs> And flipping the bird, I'm sure that I've talked about this before, is Jordan's Mm go-to. So that's his fight or flight. Yeah. Even when the time he walked across uh, when he graduated in high school and he flipped everyone off (laughs) walking across stage. And I thought it was awesome because I'm like, you know what? It's really cool because my brother with autism is the only person that could do that and still get their degree at the end of the day (laughs) and not get in any trouble because it was Jordan. And and also the the people at Harmony High School shout out to whoever let him be the last person to walk. So that whole time he got to sit back on his video games while everyone was walking out traditionally because like that being an event that overwhelms him, he couldn't be waiting in line the whole time to walk. And so they were able to put him in the back. So he was the very last person to walk across the stage. And that is still to this day, my um, contact picture for the, for his number in my phone. So, (laughs) and what's funny about that is, and you know, I may, I know that I've told this story to our, not your average autism moms, and I've probably shared the picture with you guys, but um, you know, I just, it when he got to the bottom of the stage to get ready to walk across, I knew he was going to do it. Like his body language, everything. We were up in the audience and it was at a big, you know, Silver Spurs arena, tons of people. And I knew before he walked up those steps that he was going to do it. And, you know, Maddie's phone, of course, was blowing up after the graduation from all of her friends being like, that was the coolest thing ever. Like, go, Jordan. Like, we love Jordan. And I think that's the great part, like, about having him in, in high school with me at the same time as, like, a lot of those girls I played with went to my school. And so I did have a lot of people 
you know, backing me up and looking after him, you know, as well. I think even high school. Troy and yeah. Briar. Sarah. Yeah. She had Paige. two two really good guy friends that, um, Jaden. you know, really just kind of took him under their wing. And yeah, and the girls that she played softball with, they all uh, did the same. Yeah. Jaden, Sarah, Paige. Um, so did you ever feel like, and, you know, I said this is going to be a, just a candid conversation. Did you ever feel like, I loved you less or that I treated you differently? No, I think like you touched on earlier, whenever you said you wanted to do everything you could to make my life as normal as possible, it was. Like I truly feel looking back that my life was never altered because I have a, I had a brother with autism. I think I was always able to do the things that I, I wanted to do. And so that was where I almost took advantage of, of having a brother with autism and that I felt like I could go do whatever I wanted because, you know, there was going to be more notice on Jordan or more needs for Jordan at the house where it was kind of like, okay, like just you go Maddie can just thing. go, right. Yeah. And so, um, but I never looked at it as you loved him more. I just think the, the good thing is, is I knew he just did need more. He needed more, you know, you to focus more on him more of me bit. yeah more of me situations and, and I'm very independent and so I think I always tried to just grow up sooner than I should have and so I was always like you know letting you do whatever you needed to do with Jordan and I would kind of just do my own thing and I think that um you know again I think that probably uh having Jordan um did help make you more independent you know, from a young age, you can't, you became, you had to grow up a little bit faster, you know, than you would have had you not had Jordan. And, but I think, again, I think that's a strength for you as being more independent into adulthood. And, you know, I want to say, you guys know that I was a single mom from the time Maddie was three and Jordan was five. So our home wasn't typical. And, you know, with not just autism, but being from a divorced family too. But, is there anything that you think that I could have done different or better at any time along the way? It's hard because I look back and I think like, I'm sure when I was going through those teenage years, there was stuff that I wish you were doing better. But I also, you know, I'm grateful that that these moms have you now because you there wasn't any of this like a lot of everything we went through like you had to do it on your own and I can't looking back now at some of the things that I'm sure she's probably told you guys it's like I, I don't know how you were strong enough or patient enough or you know resilient enough to kind of go through those things with him and love him along the way because you know that could have been so hard and so the biggest piece I will say like from and outside perspective, especially since I went off to college, I only came around over winter breaks and summer. And then one summer I was away. And so the last six years, I've seen like the most, the most changes in Jordan that I've seen in my entire 24 years. And that's a lot of it is because of the technology and, and the way that, you know, you're making him do things around the house and he's getting better at doing things on his own. And so I can see that. I think sometimes I'd have to tell her like, wow, I see so many significant changes in Jordan. And sometimes she doesn't realize that because, you know, she's here with him every day. And so she's working every day to make him better at maybe some certain things that she needs him to do. And for me, even just having the conversations with him, like each time I would come home during college, it's like he would talk to me a little bit more. And, and now like 
I come in and, and I'll say something to him and we're talking for five minutes. And that's just something that we never had when I was younger. And so I think the technology piece is massive with, with you, you know, regulating that and ultimately taking it away because it just, yeah. And they don't know that. So, um, and, and Maddie was a big part of that too, because, um, the month of October, Jordan had lost his electronics and, um, we gave them back to him, uh, the weekend, I think it was before Thanksgiving, the weekend before Thanksgiving. And it was, Maddie was here and it was immediately noticeable just with, he'd had it for three or four hours and he was already, um, withdrawing and, and being, um, uh, it, it, his demeanor just changes. And so, uh, she said to me, you know, he's so much better without electronics. So we've completely taken away the electronics from Jordan. He has no, no handheld electronics. We used to do, um, you know, four days a week, he got them for certain amounts of time, but we've actually completely taken them away. And it's been an entirely, wouldn't you say Maddie, like our holiday this year, he had no electronics. And I mean, it, it was totally different. No, it was amazing. And I think just him engaging because you think about what technology does, staring at your phone, your screen, your TV, you know, what that does if you don't have autism. Well, think about what And you don't have mean. social deficits yeah. already. And so when you do, like, that's why he's so much more withdrawn and just him engaging with us. And I've really come to appreciate that because as I get older, like now are the years for me to truly connect with Jordan and to figure out like maybe some of those dislikes and dislike and likes that I couldn't years ago because he is engaging with me more. And, um, just with some moments that we've been through, I know my mom has mentioned like when he hugs, then he hugs me and he means it. Like he does that. He's done that more in the past two years than he has in my ever, entire life. And ever. So now, like I notice when he does that and you know, that makes me just feel good because it's like, you know, I know we love each other and it may be different, but like, I love him and that's my brother and I'll always protect him and, and do what needs to be done for my family. But, you know, it's just really good to have those um, moments where you do get emotion from him because you don't see that um, regularly and consistently. And it's not the same. It looks different. And, you know, um, leading into this uh, conversation with Maddie, I talked about uh, just kind of um, next week, I'm going to talk about the different relationships we have with our children with autism versus our children without autism and how that's sometimes, um, that's sometimes hard for us because we, we long for the same connection, the same relationship with our child with autism as we have with our typical child. And those relationships will never look the same. So I'm going to talk more about that next week. Um, I was actually going to do a, an episode kind of lead into this one, but Maddie and I kind of talk longer than I thought we would. But um, are there any kind of things that you worry about as Jordan gets older? Mm, I don't really worry about anything with him. I think it's sad sometimes because, you know, I think about my friends or if I do decide to have a wedding one day and like those things, it's like, you know, he may not have that and like he's not going to have a a, mar a wedding like he doesn't get to go stay with his friends and so really like Dalton and I um my boyfriend Dalton has been amazing with him and and from day one has came in and you know wanted to be friends with Jordan and just talk with them about what he likes and try to make them laugh and so I love you know my boyfriend for being the way he is with my brother and so 
now I look at it as like, how can I be that friend to him that, that he gets that he's not going to get with anyone else outside of our family because he like doesn't connect with anyone. And so those are the things that I know, like my big life and career stepping stones and things that just he's not going to experience. And so I just want to do what I can to to be a friend to him. And, you know, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how much change has happened since I've been at college. And it's now, especially in that last two years, like I can't wait to see what the next five years brings. Right. And, you know, as he does get older, like, will some of these things change? Because we're having conversations now about things that just it's really cool to, to, to sit and talk to him because like even five, six, seven years ago, like I didn't. And so noticing those things now really make me appreciative that I understand and, and want to learn, you know, more about autism and what I can do to be a better sister of a, of a brother with autism. Like, cause when I was younger, I was just disconnected because he was disconnected and he didn't engage. So I didn't engage, but I always loved him. Um, but I just want to be there and I know he's happy, but anything I can do to make him smile or laugh, like I'm going to do that. And I think we all try to Dalton and Dave, especially when they want to say something that they know he's going to laugh at. Just to it hear, has to be something inappropriate. Yeah. Just to hear Jordan's <laughs> natural laugh. Like it just makes anyone smile. Right. Right. No, I agree. And I think that, you know, I mean, um, you know, Maddie and I have had the conversation about, uh, you know, Jordan, if something were to happen to Dave and I, like, Jordan is on a waiver program in the state of Georgia that is amazing. And um, he will be able, as long as he stays in the state of Georgia, he will be able to get care um, into his elder years. So that responsibility is not something that will solely fall on Maddie. And, you know, there's some variables in there. And so she knows that there's some options um, of what can happen. But um, yeah, just before we recorded this podcast, actually, Jordan and Maddie and I sat in the kitchen for what, probably 15 minutes, mm -hmm. all sitting around the kitchen island talking. Like, and that is not something that ever happened. So these are all new things for us. And, um, you know, I think we're all just kind of embracing his growth and how much he is has um, his social, you know, taking pictures. You know, he's will literally stand there for a picture now on occasion. Not always. He's not always happy about it, but more than ever before. So, um, well, thank you so much for sharing your insight and being here. I know that, um, everyone will be happy to hear that. And, um, I think you're an amazing little sister and I'm super grateful for you and, and watching your relationship with him grow and change is, um, you know, just lights up my heart. So thank you for that. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so inspired to have you as my mom, because what you're doing is truly helping these moms and changing the lives for the better for, for moms with kids with autism. And so, you know, she, I've never seen anyone better than her do it. So I'm <laughs> glad to be here and glad to share that with you guys. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. All right, you guys, um, you know that um, until next week, take care of you. And remember, above all, you, mama, are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom community. That is where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children who all show up 
to show the world they are not your average autism mom. It's my favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to find out all the details. And if we're not open for new members right now, be sure to join the waitlist so that you'll be the first to know when we do open. We hope you do. We'd love to work with you inside.